Hey y'all, thanks for listening to Phases of the Womb podcast. I just want to say before we start, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, We appreciate y'all more than y'all probably get credit for. And then I know for some, today is hard for those who don't have present fathers or have lost fathers. Just know um, I'm praying for you and I hope y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, This week's episode, I had the privilege of talking to my own dad. Uh, It's a whole lot of banter, y'all. So this one should be fun. I hope y'all get some giggles and... Okay, you can introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Derek Lamont. Most people call me Skip. I've been known to be a um, coach, so some people put that handle on my name. I'm the um, father of four lovely daughters, mm-hmm. Sarah, Sherelle, Shelby, and Talair, and my um, beautiful granddaughter, Sydney, and my handsome grandson, we, we call, he goes by the name of Deuce. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <Just> interview. <laughs> Okay, well, (laughs) let's talk about your first child. So, how old were you when you had, well, you didn't have her, but you know what I mean, when Sherelle got here? I was about nine weeks from my uh, 22nd birthday, Mm -hmm. and um, it just kind of was a, it was unplanned, but during the process, you know, you, you understand that you have to start doing things a little different if you want to become a role model mm-hmm. um, or some, something, someone that you actually call yours. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people feel, but when I felt like a child was coming in this world, you know, we, we have material things that we own and we collect and we keep and we call it ours. Mm-hmm. But really, it could kind of go away, but you can't you can't do that with a child. That that that's something that's a precious jewel that you feel like you own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yours, and I know some people that may not sound great to some people, but you know when I look at a child coming into this world, I could actually say that's something that I own. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Capital M I N E. All right, so you were 21, so you were pretty young. Do you feel like, do you feel like you were prepared? Do you feel like, um, like what was that experience like for you, I guess? Because I'm thinking about me at 21 and Lord Jesus. Well, at the time I wasn't married and, you know, I I, I was, um, Working actually working two jobs, you you you're thinking about the finances, you're thinking about relationships, you're thinking about you know you hope everything goes well and you want everything to be great for your child. You always want 
better for your child than what you had. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a whole lot from a materialistic standpoint. I was a sing- I grew up with a single mom, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't necessarily struggling because she did a great job of always preparing me to deal with any type any type of situation. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. Um, didn't know how I was going to deal with being a father, but I did know this, that I was going to do everything it took to be a good father. Mm-hmm. And I'll just let everybody else decide and observe and evaluate how they felt about me doing that. But I did know that I was never going to bring a child. And my mother, my mother had a lot to do with that. She was like, you know, if you're in a young lady, it's not going to be um, a couple or married or whatever. You need to be make sure you're a great dad. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the message she gave to me. So I always knew that I was going to do my best at being a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's perfect, but you know our relationship is still great at this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, how? So I know things were different then. How? Uh, I guess like during the pregnancy, like at doctor's visits and stuff like that like were like did the doctor like involve you like how involved were you in that process i really wasn't a, a lot as as involved because we were not together uh-huh. as i should have been uh-huh. but but i was aware i was always aware terror always made me kept me informed of how the visits went mm-hmm. and the, the couple of visits that i did go on with her mm-hmm. the doctor would you know treat me as if you know i was i was having a child too so it was it was you know a positive experience okay well that's good so how how was the the birth experience like how was that for you i didn't realize you were so young now that i'm thinking about it that was really young i wasn't (laughs) i actually wasn't in town when sherelle was born oh okay i was I was in Baton Rouge at the time mm-hmm. because she came a little early mm-hmm. and expected. And um, but as soon as I got home and you know I went to the doctor, the hospital. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And you know from there, you just it kind of overwhelms you because you don't actually know what to expect. You don't really you can't describe that feeling. But I mean it's a great feeling to know that okay that's mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. How was, I guess, how was the experience once, once, I guess, y'all got out the hospital? Because y'all weren't together. So how did that go as far as, you know, having a newborn and how? how did... I, I know where you're going. As a credit to, to Terrell, mm-hmm. we never actually had any um, disagreements. We had an understanding about where our relationship was going to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of go through some misunderstandings, ups and downs, disagreements sometimes, but mm-hmm. it, it never affected us as a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, you know, it, it, you want to see your child every day. Mm-hmm. So she didn't uh, ever put any restrictions on it or whatever. We, we just kind of was... Um, co-parenting and we just did it from here and, and you know it was a point to where we never wanted Sherelle to feel like she didn't have our dad in our life and 
said, well, I was definitely going to have a mother in our life. So right. it, the experience was, was actually positive. We, we never got to the point where it was any uh, child support or any mm. of that. Uh, I was, she, she let me do my part. She did her part in, you know, and, and Sherelle has grown to be a, a great person. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so we can, we can move okay. from that. I wanted, so I always used to tell people that, um, I guess now being an adult and being able to kind of look back on the situation like I never like how we never use the terms like stepsister or stepmother like I didn't even I didn't even understand like stuff like that when I went to school and people had those situations I was like I don't understand what that means um but I just feel like y'all just had this understanding and everything was just smooth and everything was cool like how and you don't have to we don't have to talk about certain things if you don't want to but I'm just I guess I just how did that even go and I know my mama is very like she don't care she about a nice. whole yeah she's the nicest nice person, person I've ever met in my life seriously day <laughs> one is the nicest person and I'm not just saying that because she's my wife she is the nicest person I ever met mm-hmm. so let me let me kind of run it down and, and let you know exactly how that went but mm-hmm. I first met her I think it was like our second conversation the first thing I presented to her was look I have a four year old daughter mm-hmm. and She's in my life every day. If I don't see her, I'm going to talk to her. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to force anything on you as as a, as a parent or whatever. But I just want you to know up front that that's who I am. I'm her daddy, and you know nothing can pull me away from her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll be acceptable to you, but if it is, I'd appreciate it. But I needed to let her know. And a funny thing happened that. I, I don't really give myself any credit to them connecting and forming a relationship they have, mm. but a credit to your mother and who I term is the nicest person in the world to me. Mm. Um, I, I had to leave about well, maybe three to four weeks after I met your mom mm. and uh, go leave with the military. And I was gone for like three weeks, mm. but I, I could only come out of the field but during the weekend, and I would call Sherelle, and I couldn't get in touch with her. Mm-hmm. So when you call, because you had to call, collect, you had all these cell phones and all that. Mm, not call, collect. <laughs> yeah, we talk. We talking like 1988, something like that. So I couldn't get in touch with her. So Kim was picking me up from the barracks, from Jackson Barracks, when I came back. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when I looked out there, I see Sherelle in the car with her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what y'all two doing together? Well, Sherelle and Kim had only met one time. Mm-hmm. And from that one time, they bought, they they met her maybe a week or so after I met Kim. And from that one time, they bonded. And mm-hmm. as soon as I got in the car, Sherelle um, and I, when we got by ourselves, she was like, ooh, daddy, I like her. I like her. <laughs> I like Kim. And the funny part was, um, I didn't know, you know, I didn't really want to make Terrell feel some type of way, but I did let her know, I mean, for her to let 
Sherelle spent weekends with somebody that she relatively didn't know. Mm -hmm. She just knew of her from me. Thing, but Kim had asked because she come pick her up, mm -hmm. and Daryl agreed. And I guess that's how their relationship uh, became what it is. So, you know, it was never anything I pushed. I just had to let it be a natural deal, and that's what it was. It was just they just formed a natural bond, and I mean, their bond has been thick as I don't know what since you know mm -hmm. that for the last thirty-five years. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and as far as step stepsisters, I was never gonna actually let you all feel like you all are stepsisters. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, from what I understand, and you probably could help me on this one, is that um, when the dad is the uh, is the person that brings the parent, parent, I mean the children in, they're not step sisters and brothers. They're actually biological stepsisters, but I don't know if that's facts. I've heard that. I mean, oh, I, I was I was never gonna make y'all feel like stepsisters. That that's just stuff. That sounds like some kind of division of yeah. you know, some type of um, wedge in between mm -hmm. there. But I mean, y'all y'all bonded, and because Sherelle was always Sherelle basically was with us, living with us, and she lived wherever she wanted to live, whether she was with me or her mom. Mm -hmm. He knew coming in who our sisters were, and mm -hmm. you know it was it was family. Yeah, I don't know. I always I like I commend y'all for that because I really I don't think I even really paid attention to how I guess to me it's significant because I mean I have friends and know people who have always had like turmoil like with their step parents and step siblings and whatever and I was just like I just never I would have never known that that's how other people's lives are because I'm like we all get along so well like I could call Miss T right now and it's not like a thing I'll be like Miss T I need some red beans okay baby I'll make you some red beans like it's not even it's it's never even been like a thought, you know. But I kind of, I kind of stayed out of that that form of part of the relationship because mm -hmm. I mean, my attitude was like, you know, okay, that's your mom, mm -hmm. our dad, that's my wife, and just keeping everything transparent right. and upfront. I think that helped, that kind of helped that that those relationships to be a smooth transition, mm -hmm. hopefully, but. I, I kind of stay out of stayed out of the way of that um, you know how I am. Mm -hmm. I was going to do what I had to do and do what I wanted to do anyway, mm -hmm. and as long as it was the right thing. And sometimes, you know, you step on toes. Sometimes you don't. It was never my intent to step on any toes, but um, just being upfront with people, I think, helped. And then uh, watching them form their own relationship. I mean, you know, Kim and Terrell have their own relationship. Uh, as far as what was, what was my main goal was to make sure my children understood what I expected of them and how we were going to bond. But I mean, you know, Sherelle was nine years old when you were born, right? right. Mm -hmm. And I had to manage that relationship because Sherelle and I was like always together. Sherelle followed me around like like a shadow. Yeah. And, and then when when Kim was expecting, 
And I had to make sure I managed that because I was really concerned. It's like right now I'm going through making sure Sydney understand that, hey, ain't nothing different. I know Deuce is here, but you still my baby mm-hmm. as a grand. So it's like you just, I, I kind of like got experience with it now. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's like you have all these, you have your children and then you got to accept the fact that all of them are different. Mm-hmm. But I, I want y'all to be closer than if, if this makes sense, then you actually are close, uh, closer to me. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to be closer to each other. So it was like allowing Sherelle, it was important to allowing Sherelle when she was a teenager and y'all were like five, six years old to babysit you all and watch y'all bond. And, yeah, uh, she used uh, to torture us, but it's fine. Right, that was, that was <laughs> what you said. You know, y'all, she said I tortured her. So I get, I might have to use a different word because y'all have <laughs> <laughs> you know, happy, but I mean, it, it, it. The important thing was for to, for relationships to be bonding, because I mean, in family, you know, you're gonna have ups and downs, you're gonna have disagreements, you're gonna have misunderstandings, mm-hmm. and let that stuff be. The the that, that turmoil happen if you allow that turmoil to get involved in it, and then that, that's where I just had to manage it. Uh, it was times where I had to step in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and say, this is how it's going to go, and this, that, and the other. You know, mm-hmm. I had to act like my mom, because most of my ways come from my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. So, <clears throat> so being that, uh, so what, sure, I was, what, eight, I guess, when I was, when Mimi uh, got pregnant. So but we're going on nine because she was right. you know y'all birthdays are three days apart. So she, she's gonna be nine in three days. Right. So um wait, before I do that, Mimi told me something that I didn't know because I always thought it was so crazy how all of our birthdays were, you know, back to back to back, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. how in Lord's name did y'all do that? Like, I just thought it was just, like, happenstance. It just so happened to... She said y'all did that on purpose. Well, you know, I don't have... I don't really... I wasn't in command of that situation. I was just doing what I was told to do. <laughs> so, uh, I guess she she wanted, you know... She would she would do things a certain way and say, this is when I was going to happen. And mm-hmm. she just knew how to manage that stuff. Yeah, she literally... She said... She said, well, you know, their birthdays were in the beginning of August. So I figured that would be really cool if all of y'all birthdays were at the yes. same time. I'm like, that is insane. <laughs> I was just told what to do. You know, right, just when you got to. <laughs> she even get to the point where she'll tell you when she's going to get pregnant. Oh, my gosh. How she's going to act when she's going to have the baby. She had to be the coolest person I know. Like she'll call me, um, babe. It's time for me to go to the doctor. I'm like, well, my water broke. You're not panicking. I'm on my no. That that lady said she literally she ate some food. She got in the yeah. shower. Yep. <laughs> she did. And, I mean, she just she just knew how to manage it. I mean, the only problem, only problem time I ever felt worried during a pregnancy when she was pregnant, Shelby never really moved around mm-hmm. and. She had moved for a couple of days, and your mom was like, I don't know, babe. I don't know if this going to work. She ain't moving. Mm. Or the baby not moving, because I didn't know what it was. Mm. Uh, Why didn't y'all know? Y'all just didn't know the genders back then? We didn't want to know. 
Oh. I, I wanted a boy. It didn't matter to her. Mm-hmm. And it did. She didn't. She didn't. We didn't want to know. She knew. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, at, well, after after you were a, a girl, I just didn't worry. About, it didn't matter once once what I had mm-hmm. and me. Uh, um, and then one time we went to the doctor. Shelby wasn't moving, so I think they had to keep her overnight. And mm-hmm. I was like bored to death like oh man you know because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that feeling about losing a child yeah. an unborn child so I, I kind of which normally I don't worry about anything I just kind of always feel like God gonna take care of it and something positive will come out of it mm-hmm. uh-uh. and and but that was the one time I, I didn't say that I was like oh, I should have leaned on God but I was like worried yeah but it turned out it turned out she started moving. I guess she slept for like four to eight hours. <laughs> Sound about right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, she was high maintenance during the pregnancy, so I ain't going to describe her now. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't change much. It's fine. But... Right, I don't want to get that alone. That's still my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it making the... De- well, obviously, you... You and Mimi got married and you knew she wanted to have more kids and whatever. What was the, I guess, like the, I guess the thought process for you? Because you had an almost nine-year-old and you were basically starting over. Like, did you care? Did you think anything of it? Was it like, uh, like, how did you feel about that? I guess. I was just in a relationship and, and, and if she was happy, you know, I was just, whatever, whatever she wanted, if I could deliver, if I could, you know accommodate her with it then it was it was fine at that point you know mm-hmm. i had been a for nine years so i knew what it felt like to be a parent right she learned what it felt like to be a parent because i mean she had you three years after a uh, four three uh, three years after she we met mm-hmm. after we and um she kind of had taken on the, the parental role anyway because she never really treated she well like a stepchild anyway right. i mean her and Sherelle spent just as much time as we spent together. I mean, she probably would pick Sherelle up more than I would pick up. Like, where you going? I'm going to pick Sherelle up. I'll see you later or whatever. Sherelle mm-hmm. called me to come get her. So, you know, the, the, when it when it came down to it with me, I just was making sure, you know, she was straight and whatever she needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to leave working. She called me and said, Ben, stop at the French market. I want some pickles or I want some, <laughs> some watermelon. Um, pick it up for me. So at, sometimes I'll be leaving the aquarium at 11 and 12 o'clock at night and stopping at the French market to get some fruits. Mm-hmm. So it was just about, you know, being in the right place at the right time, accommodating mm-hmm. and being doing my, being my, doing my responsibilities. But I mean, as far as preparing for fatherhood, mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily worried about that. You just pray for healthy children, and even if they're not healthy or whatever, if they have some type of handicap or whatever, that stuff didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I already knew, you know, I was going to do whatever it took. Because, yeah. I mean, I come up in a world of surviving, and if you do that, you know, you, you, you understand how to deal with adversity. Right. So, how was your experience? You were there for my... Del- what was the delivery situation like? Because... Because huh? you weren't there for Sherelle. So what was it like actually being in the the delivery this time? Well, first of all, 
uh, what I should have wore some boxing gloves because she squeezed my hand so tight. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't, you know, but I, it was just a proud moment to be able to see, you know, a, a, a child being born coming out of a, well, a human coming out of another human. Yeah. Like, oh. Isn't you know, it so cool? <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. I love it. I get well, to do it every it, week. It, I, I do. I know that must be exciting. I'm not trying to come join you, though. No. But, um, <laughs> um, well, your you, you, you Pyran, Kedrick, just took a job, and he's going to be in delivery rooms and operating rooms or whatever. That's cool. With, right now. But anyway, with me, it was just, you know, seeing it happen, and, you know, I, I didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl. You jumped around your mama's stomach so much, I just knew I had a boy coming. Um <laughs> But then again, you know, it was just just an experience where you see a human being delivered from another human, and it's, and, and then it's yours. Mm-hmm. So that's, you find out, you know, the baby's healthy. I think he was like six pound nine ounce or something like that, and uh, big forehead. Like you, know, you? So, so well, so the baby has something in common with me. <laughs> but they, they, the girl, okay, it don't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, at that point. You know, so I knew I knew a boy was gonna come from my offspring at some point in time. It just took forty just years. Took 50 years. It took fifty years. <laughs> but I mean, at least I'm here to, to witness it, and you know, yeah. And and, and he loved his grandpa, so just like y'all were, the, y'all all were the same with me, though. And that, mm. that that's one thing I don't know how how that was like that, but y'all all were like. I'm going with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, what I did, uh, I'm, with, uh, if, if I'm holding you. Somebody else try to come grab you, they're going to get swung at. Mm-hmm. Not swung at you. And, and, and like Kendrick and, and Darwin and, and, and my boys called me the kid whisperer. Yeah. And like every kid I know love him. And I was like, wow. It's true. I just, well, I was just, I just was, it's funny that we talk about that. This young lady, Destiny Jackson, who I taught at Walker, mm-hmm. Just put on Facebook, I put a thing of me and my wife and how our relationship is, right? And what it takes to build a relationship. And I put our picture. Mm-hmm. And she came back with, she was just telling her young children who really, in single digits, mm-hmm. how how much all of the kids love me and this, that, and other. And I was like, that'd be touching when people tell me that. Because, you know, you just be honest. And sometimes you got to get on people. I remember having to get on Destiny Case and this, that, and the other. But she was telling her children, for her to be telling her children about me, you know, that just makes me feel good. Like, yeah. you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. Because you got four girls, but you, you got a lot of children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, just, you know, it's a credit to other people, though, for, for like, other parents to allow you to discipline their child upon relationships to trust you. Mm-hmm. I was talking to our coach softball. Y'all had to be like five, six, seven years old when mm-hmm. I was coaching. But and Toya, you know, mm-hmm. and Toya and I was talking a couple of days ago, and she was saying how after practice I wouldn't let them go to the bus stop or, or, or walk home or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's I had an eclipse. That, that was like almost like a two-seater. Mm-hmm. But I would have seven or eight of them in the car and people be warning me, man, you're not supposed to do this, that, and other. But I was telling her, 
people didn't understand in coaching, if you didn't form a, a great relationship with families, people want to coach kids mm-hmm. and just coach the kids. Mm-hmm. If the families didn't trust me, then they wouldn't have had that happen. But she said, man, you wouldn't let us be at that bus. I used to be worried about us because it's so much bigger than just me throwing a ball or making them catch a ball or hit a ball. Mm-hmm. And I haven't coached them in over 20 years, but I can get in touch with I, I We stay in touch. I have the same relationship with them girls that I have with these boys. Mm-hmm. And that's just a blessing, you know. I, you know, that's just a blessing. Yeah, that's really cool. And I look at, I don't look at them as, I treat them the same when they're in my presence as if they're my children. Right. And you make people feel that way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't have that. So, you know, it means a lot. And it sticks with people. It definitely yeah. sticks with people. Yeah. I mean, I had I had coaches like the Paul Saunier's of the world who mm. started coaching me when I was 11, 10, 11 years old. And that's how they treated us. So that's, that's where I learned from the Paul Saunier's of the world. Mm-hmm. Calvin Washington, um, Larry Victor's. They would be at their house, they'd be in their cars, they would get us something to eat. They would just like, be. we would be with them like the whole weekend and they had wives and families and they would have us with them. And, and I, I learned that from my punk ball coaches. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know another way. <laughs> and people needed that because people, I mean, you could see, you could see the difference in, I guess how people, how I feel like how kids are nowadays, like these kids who play sports and then they just be getting in all this trouble and doing all of this stuff. And it's just like you go to practice and then you leave and go do whatever else. Like, you got You ain't played it. <laughs> as a teacher and a coach, you have them for maybe eight to ten hours. Right. They still got 14 hours left in the day. It don't take but one second to right. put something wrong. So if you don't understand tendencies, if you don't know something about their background, mm-hmm. a lot about their background, if you don't understand how their parents are, if you don't understand how, if their parents have or do not have, you know, uh, I look at a coach, Noel Ellis, right now, the head football coach at Landry, right? Mm-hmm. And see some videos of how he bring groceries and, 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 and food. And if he find out one of his players have some issues, you got to be that way because now people are going to trust you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to form a lifelong relationship because you never know when you flip it. I'm not, I never did it for somebody to do something for me because I don't really talk about it that much. Right. But you never know when you're going to need. Right. How many days uh, 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 you lose a game? Like, like I remember these moments vividly. When I'm coaching, the one thing that I could always count on is whether I won or lost. My kids I was coaching was going to be the same. They were going to still care about me. But y'all was going to be at the gate waiting for me to give me a hug and a kiss mm-hmm. and and. and don't worry about it, Daddy. And I could go home, and and and, and y'all wasn't it wasn't coach. Yeah, y'all come and jump on my lap, and and get on my back. Uh, let's do um, gymnastics where I gotta <laughs> do like a push up with you. 
none of that stuff matters. So it was always, you know, you could make that transition. So when you're coaching kids, who whether you lose, when they lose, they'll come back and say, man, coach, I got to do it harder. I'll take the blame every time, but you got kids that wouldn't let you. You got parents that were still in your corner who was going to go hard for you. If something mm-hmm. going, people talking about you in the stands and they, now y'all ain't going to talk about him. That's just a family atmosphere. And then all through coaching, I always wanted my players to feel like I made my family feel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that I just think that helps to form lifelong relationships. But it also opens up the lines of communication when there is a problem, when somebody is about to do something wrong or whatever, you could get that communicated. Hey, you need to talk to such. I still have parents of kids that I haven't coached in over a decade to call me and say, I need you to talk to such and such. Mm-hmm. I need you to do such and I appreciate that because I, I coached a lot of single mom, mother kids. Right. And, you know, I understood that too, that I had to take on that responsibility if I just wanted to coach him. Mm-hmm. So, and we haven't lost that many. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears for a sec. And... Um, cause I was going to save that for the end, but it just transitioned to that. So it's fine. <laughs> but, um, what was, what was it like, um, during like the postpartum period? So like when y'all went home with like, you can talk about like me and Shelby, like if it was the same, if it was different, how was it like people it was- not sleeping and gassy and crying and you know all of that stuff well for the most part it it was almost you got to be like a teammate you got to be team yeah and you know you you want as far as i was concerned i wanted my wife to be um comfortable Mm -hmm. so i knew she had just gone through a, a, a nine a ten month period of you know caring of child mm-hmm. so I always was ready to be where I needed to be even though I used to be on the go I was working mm-hmm. at the aquarium I had a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. but I mean I, I and your mama never complained about anything so it was just you had to be a team it's, you know I had to be there to take care of so at night at at night whoever had to be up had to be up mm-hmm. but I never really sleep that much anyway, so it didn't bother me that if I had to get up and go fix a bottle, mm-hmm. I see a do such and such. If I looked over there, but I mean, I was I, I've always been possessive with my children, mm-hmm. so you know I, I I didn't want y'all in I didn't even want y'all in the crib next to us. I want y'all in a bed <laughs> by me in between us. So during that transition, you know, it was it was just accommodating but you you y'all were different all of y'all were different Sherelle came out and slept all night from the day she was born of course she did uh, that sounds her. like Sherelle that's crazy <laughs> yeah. nine o'clock Sherelle was down seven eight o'clock she waking up Jesus. you know so but you always was full of action so <laughs> it was like you get up at Two o'clock in the morning, they want to play, <laughs> laughing and joking. I was like, "Oh no!" At at, at <laughs> four or five months, 
you know, uh, when as a newborn, where Shelby kind of slept, she wasn't as active until she got a little older. But mm-hmm. you were you were a piece of work. <laughs> you were the most active. You were the most active. You know, you were you were always jumping around, moving around, sleeping bad. You know. I slept bad. I didn't think I slept. I yes. slept bad. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think you're sitting in a, a tight, tight race. Whatever. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I mean, yep. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like that. You you were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a, I mean, like not in a bad way, but active. Boy, you ain't keep still. Mm-hmm. But nothing. I mean, I mean, you got the boy you wanted in a way. <laughs> yeah, I, I when when the way you were, I didn't, I didn't. It did. That's why it didn't matter whether I had a boy or a girl <laughs> when Shelby came. Because I mean, you were tougher and more active than any little boy <laughs> that would have been on the face of this earth. I mean, from day one, you know, so always laughing, smiling. Giggling, I mean, just from day one. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't worry about it. like I got a I got a boy right here. <laughs> That's funny. I think when your mom was pregnant, I used to talk to her stomach all the time. I was always saying, "Boy, boy, boy." So I think you thought that's what you were supposed to be. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> all right, so um. Do you have, because, I mean, I feel like you, you have a unique experience where you have, you know, four girls, um, you know, one isn't technically, like, biologically yours. You have all your players, you have people that just call you dad like what you you have I feel like a well-rounded father experience and I'm just curious like do you have any advice for new dads um that you know are maybe nervous don't think they you know will be a good dad or maybe they didn't have a dad in their lives and they don't know um I guess what they're doing, like, do you, do you have any advice? I guess. Yeah. My advice to, to dads is make sure everybody know their role. Um, be trying be, be overly transparent. Um, be, be real possessive with your children, uh, especially when they, when they're infants or whatever. So they can, it creates a bond and know that, you're going to go through some things sometime where you got to discipline your child. I had a rule in my mind where I would never discipline my child physically if I was mad, mm-hmm. if I got mad at something they did. Mm-hmm. My my advice is to always try to be teaching. If you're trying to teach a lesson, if I wanted a behavior to stop, then I, I did something that was severe, you know, and I'm not going to talk about them, but you got to, these young dads got to know that um, what people what people need and what children need especially is to know that they can count on you in the clutch. Mm-hmm. They gotta they gotta know that okay, 
when they look at you, they're not just looking at another person. They're looking at you. That's my daddy. And I'm proud of him. Uh, you know, uh, he, he my, he my best, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. But transparency is important, whether you relay in a negative message or a positive message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just be straight. Uh, you all don't like what I say all the time. Still to the day, y'all old people. You know, what you um, just said? Y'all old people. Old people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But <clears throat> sometimes, you know, I say stuff and when I get home, your mother will be like, I cannot believe you told them that. Well, I was doing the same <laughs> thing when y'all were babies. You know, I'll just say it. Um, <laughs> but, and then it just gets to the point where our relationship is like, that's my daddy. Mm -hmm. but, but I do know this. I know how to get you to listen. See, hearing and listening is critical. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of kids who hear what their parents say, but are they going to listen to them? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to have that, <clears throat> not fear factor, because I think fear factor pushes a child away. Mm -hmm. But you got to have a intimidation impact mm -hmm. where they you got to be able to wear the situations. Okay, if I do this, Daddy got to have more of an impact than what the streets going to have. Because the streets going to introduce you to some stuff. School, mm -hmm. to me, school is the streets. Mm -hmm. um, church, um, uh, just I'm going over by my friend's house. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I needed to know, and I, I just the possessive side of me, I needed to know something about the parents' background, who it is. And I was questioning you like, like you was in court, like I was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I might say, "Nah, you ain't going around there. You're not going over there." Yeah, you know. But, but it wasn't because I was being selfish. It was because I didn't feel comfortable. So, what it does, though, it helps you. By the time you become a teenager, as a child, because of what I did while you were growing up, I was making sure I was right there when you was growing up. It helps you to distinguish as you get to be a teenager. My daddy or my mom are not gonna go for that. So mm -hmm. I've been able, and then you, you're just trying to be. You got to be more of an impact than what life is gonna throw them outside of your home. Right. Throw at them outside of your home. Yeah, that's really good. And now, now I don't worry. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I know y'all doing good because still to today, <clears throat> you all might not admit this, but still to today, if Y'all was going to make a bad decision. My my, my daddy might cross y'all mind like, oh, Lord, I don't want to hear his mouth. Because mm -hmm. I do know this. Um, I'm stubborn. I think y'all know that. <laughs> um, the worst thing you want to provoke me to do is get an attitude about something. Because I'm going to say what I got to say. Never trying to hurt you, but I might in the process. But I really just be trying to inform you of what to stay away from. And I think intimidation... <clears throat> not a fear of fear of a person, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> intimidating you away from wrongdoing is important. Yeah. And I know I still get on your nerves sometimes, but you know it, it comes with parenthood. You know, I'm pretty sure Sherelle gets on sitting in there because uh, I can't reveal me to see his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> See, you get on everybody else's nerves too, so it's fine. <laughs> she's she figured that means as long as Papa around, I can get on your nerves and I can say what I want. Mm -hmm. If y'all get 
to a point I can always go by Papa. Sure. He'll protect me. Mm. Let me ask you one more thing before I wrap this up. So what was what was the because obviously it's different when you have your own children, but what was the experience like when you found out you were going to be a grandparent? Like, how did you feel? Like, what is that like, feeling? What's the difference in that feeling than, you know, having your own child? Like, what was the feeling for you? It, it's like a, it's, it's like another form of ownership, but it's more relieving because you can just say, well, just go on to your parents. But... <laughs> but, but but grand grandkids know it's funny. It's funny. Deuce Deuce just one years old, right? Mm-hmm. And he knows if like like he was by the house three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and as soon as he get up, he's coming by me because he just feel like I can just get away and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. I can go in the pantry at one years old. Grandchildren. I found out through Sydney 11 years. And what Sid and I talk about basically everything. Mm-hmm. But grandchildren make you feel like you don't have to say no. <laughs> you can let them get away with murder. And wow. you can discipline them. But it's a dis- different form of discipline. You know, where, where I might have pulled a belt out for y'all. With the grandkids, you just like hug them. And say, look, don't do that because it's such and such. And you you just become softer. I was just about to say, y'all just become soft is what it is. The grandkids get the soft side. That's wild. And then (laughs) you still have ownership too because she's still mine. Mm. I'm going to tell you this. And I hate to say this part, but I'm going to say it anyway. Well, your mother and I was going to New Orleans last weekend. Mm. And uh, the conversation came up about... If something happened to Sherelle and David, mm. uh, and I said to her, I wonder if these other people, the godparents, because you know, godparents actually supposed to take over for the parents, right? right. According to the old biblical rules mm. or whatever. And I said, and I said, I guess this is, I was serious though, but I, I said to your mom, I said, I wonder if all these other people who love our grandkids just like we love them think that they're gonna be with them. Ain't no way. I Ain't no way. They know. Oh, they know. They <laughs> gotta that. know that 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 would not that would not work out. It's like it's not even we we will fall out. But I mean, at the end of the day, what you think Deuce and Sid gonna say? Oh, they, Who they gonna? Yeah, they definitely coming there or coming. So, oh, child, I couldn't imagine. Oh Lord. Ooh, but child. I mean, they, they got. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, understanding that Rico, you know, Rico comes first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Sid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would, I would, sure. keep with you know, always respect that. I always, I'm always respect parents. Parents are the, are the first authoritative. But figures. I think, I think, I know biblically the godparents come first, but I think like legally, like family members would come first, legally. Well, and then this I, this is how I look at it. <laughs> parents is that if they're number one, uh-huh. right? I am. Well, I am number one point zero 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 infinity zeros with a one behind it. Uh, something really wrong with you. <laughs> I'm not like one point one. That's too far behind. Oh my god! So everybody else like number two and behind. I might let y'all, you know, mm-hmm. I might let y'all sneak in like a head or two to the aunties or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> Papa, 
I mean, who would, who else would be able to raise them? Like, I mean, look at look at my offspring. I mean, <laughs> I could. I feel like I could raise them decently. You could. I think you could too. I mean, because y'all y'all actually <laughs> live by the rules that you got from your house. Mm-hmm. And y'all, I, I look at it this way: when you got a mother and a father, Kendrick and I always talk about how something we didn't have growing up. We gave you all balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was like, I really wasn't the bad guy. Your mother hit y'all way more times than I did because I used to get mad with her sometimes. Like, you hit my child at hard. She'd be like, You're so up, delusional. You I was like, you can't tell me. I was. I was like that. I was like, if, if I hit y'all for something, <clears throat> when I saw her hit y'all, boy, I would be like, man, you're tripping. Wow. <laughs> you tell you. She would tell you, I was bored. I was like, dang, you hit a horn. But she would be like, but y'all had balance. Because mm-hmm. y'all knew she was the nice guy and mm-hmm. I was the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know y'all call me the mean guy sometimes. I'm like, oh, you mean? Just it was all look crazy, the, that's it. It was all psychological warfare. That's wild. <laughs> and, and I probably destroyed as, as far as my children mm-hmm. with Shelby. Well, my mom had a lot to do with it. Child. I mean, growing as a spoiled brat. Ooh, child. Um, <laughs> Y'all did away. that. She got away. No, I think my mom, them, them four years she spent with my mother, my mother was like, because I used to say a lot, like, I don't know, babe, we should have done that. Shelby just think, all Shelby's favorite line was, Mama, let me no, do it. My mom let me do it. Yep. Like, well, too bad, because my mom, and, and, you know, my mom always was defending her. Yep. You know? And y'all that, let that it ride. But that was the grandparent part of it, which mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time, but now I know. So, I mean, if, if my grandchildren do something wrong, I'm not going to defend them publicly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> When we get behind closed doors, like come in, let me talk to you. And we do that. See it, do stuff. And I got a call and say, hey, look, clean your room, do this. Cause look, uh, uh, your mom's not going to let you do that. She's going to take the phone. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we shall. You call me up and say, Papa, I, I don't understand this, Matt. Mm-hmm. My mom's home yet. But if I ain't done when she get here, she's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. All right put me on FaceTime and we go over it. And I'm like, now you gotta be able to explain it to her. And she'd be like, ain't no I don't like that. You better be able to explain it because the drill's supposed to get you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but that that's all a part of the relationships though that you gotta have because at some, some, at some point in time, people, you gotta have an outlet <clears throat> in your life, mm-hmm. you know? And you, you, I think personally, honestly, I always felt like Sherelle was your outlet. Because <clears throat> y'all, y'all was so tight when you when you were a little girl. Sherelle mm-hmm. was about the only other person, if you was by me, you would go to. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, y'all just got a funny little finicky relationship, but <laughs> I, think, I think it's, you know, all y'all different. Though. We all just have very different but strong personalities is what it is. Yeah, we all yeah. we all are. It's like we're all similar in the fact that we are very strong minded and stubborn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think we came up with that on our own. 
Um, but we're different. We're very different as well. I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. We're the same, me, but we're different. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. Y'all ever feel compelled to have to listen to Sherelle? Compelled? No, I did that when I was younger. Huh? I, I did that when I was younger. I don't have to no, do that now. Y'all still like that. <laughs> y'all still like it. You know how many times I've called Sherelle and said, why well, y'all are adults and say, hey, I need you to talk to them because such and such or whatever. And then the problem is solved. Well, because, you know, she call you and she be wanting to, like, lawyer talk you like, you should do this. And I get this. But you, and then, you know, you just be doing stuff to appease people. You don't really be wanting to. Yeah, I mean, she technically is like the other mom. So you kind of got Yeah, because I, I, I mean, it's a lot of times when y'all, y'all made me mad with something. And she do the same thing to you because we call her and be like, you better talk to your daddy. Yeah, she would call me and say, Daddy, I think you're just such and such. And of course, you know me. Once my mind made up changing it, you just better pack your lunch because it's going to be a while. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'll, I'll take the authoritative role a lot. Like, I don't have to listen to y'all. Y'all have to listen to me. And then, you know, y'all y'all twist y'all mouth. Like, you know, y'all don't really know. I notice <clears throat> if I'm talking and we all together and y'all oh, making the eyes at each other, your mama looking at y'all like, and I tell her, look, you got to live with me. They don't, they don't leave you. And, be <laughs> and, you know, I think I'm bad, so mm -hmm. now y'all got to deal with that. So, yeah, it's all good. Mm -hmm. it, on, it, it keeps us balanced, though. Yes, it does. You know, sometimes I got to snap at y'all and say y'all making crazy decisions. And, mm -hmm. But y'all y'all, y'all really make me a proud father, though. I mean. You know, it's like I tell other people this. I don't really get a chance to tell y'all, but I don't have no problems with y'all. Yeah, we're pretty you know? good. We turned out pretty good, I think. Yeah, and if I do have a problem, you know, I'll just say it and hurt y'all feelings and <laughs> y'all get over it. Yeah. You are wild. But y'all, I mean, I, I know this, you know, I, I, even though I tell my wife differently, I know this, if something was to happen and some kind of tragedy or whatever, mm -hmm. we can count on y'all. Yeah, you know, so that 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 that's critical to know because I mean a lot of parents don't feel that way. I always say if something happened to me and my wife needed some companionship or some people to lean on, she can lean on y'all. Oh, child, that's my happy hour, buddy. You know, I'm coming get her immediately. Yeah, I tell her all the time. I tell all the CF favorites, and she got one. I'm definitely. I'm. Let me tell y'all something. I'm. I am everyone's favorite, literally. Like it's so it's okay, favorite? huh? So who's my favorite? Who's your favorite? I don't have. So one. that's it. listen. You can keep trying to perpetuate that lie. I low key, not even low key. Cheryl is definitely your favorite. Shelby Cheryl. just gets away with a lot more. Shelby is the baby, so she's gonna be more partial. But I definitely think Cheryl is your favorite. For sure. I'm definitely my mom's favorite, though. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite, though. That's a lie. <laughs> I really not. I, I, I don't. When I, look up, when I looked up the definition of favorite oh, one time. Oh, Lord. You really could have been a politician, though. <laughs> that didn't apply to any of you all. What? Nobody is different treatment. Nobody. That's a lie. It's not true. Oh, wow. <laughs> Now, now I, I'll be honest with you. I remember when Shelby was trying to follow you to Florida, 
to go to Florida mm-hmm. State. That was veto. Like, babe, you might well don't even have that conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna break a heart. I ain't no way in the world I'm going. That's a five five hours away. I will give her two hours max. She better look at ULL. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife, I said, you better do what you got to do to convince her because she ain't going that far. <laughs> she just, because she, she just wasn't that mature. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't, but then Shelby wasn't trying to be mature. Correct. She, was, she didn't have to be. She thought everybody was, and probably in some situations still think that way. I think she thinks everybody's supposed to let her do Shelby. Correct. So correct. Y'all do that. Y'all, act, y'all actually let her do that. Y'all, I'm not even gonna argue with you on this phone. <laughs> no, like you did. You too. I was a father. Whatever, so, child. You ain't let me do what I wanted. Yes, I did. Yeah, you, you was did. happy. You, you, you right. did I everything. Did. What you didn't do. You right. I did. I really ain't want to do nothing. Is what it is. I didn't want. I didn't want you to go to Florida. Oh, I'm like, sure, but that's where I applied, so that's where I was but, going. But I had to put the icing on the cake because you had to come in that crunch. You oh, let me go. I was trying to stay out of it, but <laughs> but then I was like, "Look, here's the digit. Y'all probably don't even remember this. Y'all said, Dad, I don't want to go to Landry because you there, and you, you be messing with the general. Like you make one C and you come to Landry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't that, make you know, no C. I barely made a B. Right. So Mm-mm. you did a lot of cheating. Huh? I ain't but, you no cheating. <laughs> Shelby did. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking about Shelby on this podcast. <laughs> but <clears throat> no, nah, that that was it, it's funny how as a parent you gotta be different with all of your children, adjusting to their personalities, but consistent in them knowing who you are and understanding who you are. Mm-hmm. But you had to be, you, as a parent, you got to adjust to personalities and adjust to <clears throat> who you all are. Mm-hmm. But but just be be the same. Be persistent, you know, and let them know who you are. <clears throat> and y'all, y'all get a better understanding. As long as we understand each other, mm-hmm. everybody going to feel like some days they got the ups. And uh, sometimes they're going to feel like they got the downs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> y'all just kind of picking tunes. And, and y'all were kind of bullish, though. Mm-hmm. Y'all were bullish with your mom. <clears throat> she just did do still to today. Just do stuff. Like I know, like, shoot, if, if, if I did something, I just did something recently, I won't reveal it. And I know good and well, she went behind my back and said, God, don't worry about it. He's going to get it. <laughs> wow. I mean, y'all think I don't know that kind of stuff, though, so I, you know. But I'll be, I'm, if I'm able to do that kind of stuff, I'm even if I'm doing it reluctantly, I'm I feel good about it. If I could do anything for people, no matter who it is, children or outside, if I could help somebody, I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because selfish people really annoy me <laughs> for real selfish people I think that comes from my playing ball and coaching mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that just formed a lot of my personality but selfish people oh my god now I am I am I have my own selfish ways mm-hmm. when you 
talking about L.B. Landry and, you know, Southern University, not as much as Southern as Landry. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm selfish. We all we got. It reminds me of, Landry reminds me a lot of Omega Sci-Fi. We always was, you know, people was like, got a bad reputation. They didn't want us, this, that, and the other. And, and, and they didn't want us. So in life, when you like that, I'm going to put the gloves on. And we're going to get into, we're going to have a nice little battle. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have anything else? you'd like to say before we wrap up? Yeah, I just want to let you know that I feel honored. I'm actually um, proud of how you <laughs> put your podcast together. I hope I can listen to it because I've never heard one before. Why? Um, you can go do it on your phone. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'll tell me what I got to do because oh, okay. your mom, your mom won't tell me. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I am proud of what y'all do. Uh, I feel honored that my, my, my child asked me to do an interview on our podcast, <laughs> and I, I feel like wow, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm one of, I'm one of them dudes now. <laughs> You're so the I first guy to too. I haven't interviewed what? any men. What? Yeah. Oh, tell them, tell them. I hope tell the rest of the guys that I hope I'm a tough act to follow. <laughs> you will be. It's fine. <laughs> Well, thank I you. I love you too. And, you know, from me, your kids, your grandkids, your godkids, your players, all the other kids in the world that you have, I just want to wish you a happy Father's Day. And, thank you. you know, you're a great dad. We appreciate you. Thank you. That, that just made my day. <laughs> let me know, let me know how, how um, elevated your ratings go. Oh, wow. You know they will. This is going to be the most listened to episode. Everybody going to go listen to Coach Skill. <laughs> no, I think they're going to listen to Sarah. having me as a guest. What up, so, John? The ratings about to go through the roof. Tell them uh, if you start getting paid, you know, give me my percentage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. That I is. am ending this now. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode again happy father's day and make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you use whether that's apple spotify iHeartRadio. um i don't know what else is on and make sure you keep up with the current episodes i'll be taking a break um for a couple weeks while i get situated with my new job as a midwife um but we'll be back soon so just make sure you catch up on the episode in the meantime, and make sure you're paying attention to our Instagram page and catching Womb Wednesdays every Wednesday. And that's on at underscore phases of the womb. Bye.